you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome into episode 250 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, the A's win again. This is becoming redundant. I'm having a lot more fun this week than I did last week. Uh, the A's won 7-5 against the Diamondbacks. I'm going to go over that. I'm going to go over Diolis Guerra and what I think are some of the changes that he has made that have made him so effective for the A's. Uh, And then in the last segment, we're going over the Astros and Tigers game. Uh, The Astros are sending Jake Odorizzi to the mound in his first start. And uh, I think that he's kind of like Mike Fires. So we're going to see how he is through one game and uh, see if he's, you know, the the guy that everybody is hoping that he is in Houston. So uh, that's what we got on the docket for you guys today. Uh, Before I get started, though, please make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the A's beat the Diamondbacks 7-5. to It was not that simple, though. They were down early and they were down often they were down five nothing before Stephen Biscotti who's been hitting the crap out of the ball recently uh he went deep made it five to one and then the A's scored on a uh, Mark Canna single uh that brought in Armas Garcia and then uh you know it was five to two the A's were making a little bit of a comeback against uh the Diamondbacks once Zach Gallon got out of the game um yeah and then and then <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this before. Jed Lowry is a friggin' vampire. He had two guys on, and he was the tying run at the plate. He went oppo taco and tied the game up at five. I got a few mentions on Twitter uh, just saying vampire, and that really made my day. That was amazing uh, because this started as a joke, and now um, he's been doing really good since I started calling him a vampire, so it's going to keep happening. No injury news today. Nothing new happened, so I think that the shtick's okay now. I think the, the, the plausibility for why he's a vampire has gone away, but calling him a vampire is giving him power so maybe he just needs like mental blood and then that is what keeps him going uh let's let's go with that so yeah tie game seth brown broke it open not broke it open he slaughtered a ball uh that ball had a family seth and uh rude but he did slaughter a ball and that made it six to five a's the a's added another run Eh, questionable whether or not they should have but uh because ramon loriano was technically picked off at first base, but the Diamondbacks, even though he was out, did not have any more replay reviews and he was called safe. So call the field standard or stood not standard standards, not a word. I'm excited. (laughs) So then uh, right after that, Matt Chapman, who didn't get as hot as I thought he would, but he did have an RBI triple today. So uh, he's still, he's still on a tear. You guys, he's on a huge tear right now. Matt Chapman brought him home and gave the A's a much needed insurance run to make it seven to five. Uh, Lou Trevino worked a one, two, three, ninth. He, he allowed a walk, but then got nemesis Cole Calhoun to grand into a double play. So uh, that was the end of the game. And he got his first save of the game. Yuzmero Petit 
pitched a third of an inning, got his third win of the season. Uh, since the vampire Jeb Lowry thing's working, I'm going to start calling Yusmero Petit the vulture uh, because that feels like it needs to be said. And also, um, Sergio Romo shaved his beard and he looks different, which <laughs> breaking news on that one. He looks like a different person. Uh, not not a bad look. It's just not what I don't know that I've seen him without a beard before uh, in any of his career paths. So uh, interesting. It's going to be he pitched well today, though. So go with it. Uh, that's all that he needed to start throwing great sliders. Sure. Uh, Sergio Romo is the best now. But now that you got all the highlights from the game, let's go into some of the nitty gritty. Uh, Jesus Luzardo did get the start in this game. He did not look good whatsoever. Uh, he was having a very hard time locating his pitches. He only allowed two walks, but he was very wild. His pitch count got up there very early. He was in uh, the 60s by you know the time he got pulled in the third inning. So uh, not a great start out of Jesus Luzardo. He ended up going two and two-thirds innings, giving up six hits, five earned runs. Uh, he walked two, struck out one. Uh, and like I said on yesterday's podcast, this is basically this game played out almost exactly how I said that it would, uh, because they hit H Jose de Leon really well on Sunday. Uh, the Diamondbacks, the D-Bats did. And L Luzardo was a similar pitcher. Lots of pedigree doesn't necessarily have the track record of a really, really good pitcher. And if he was struggling with location, this Diamondbacks team is a veteran lineup. They can make you pay, and they did. Uh, he did not get very deep into this game. He had fewer strikeouts than I was hoping for, but uh, you know, for fantasy purposes mostly. Um, but I, I did say it was either going to be a very low-scoring game because both pitchers were on, or like a 6-5 to five game. It ended up being 7-5, to five, so you can't win them all. Um, but yeah, listen to that podcast and uh, tell me that I'm the best, because I am. Uh, great podcast. <laughs> uh, Zach Gallen, uh, I also said that he wouldn't be able to go too deep into this game. He ended up going four innings. He has now pitched 11 innings against the A's and has allowed two runs. And those have been two solo home runs, one by Robbie Grossman, one by Stephen Biscotti. So not necessarily the guys that you would have picked, uh, you know, out of a pool. But hey, they got a couple of runs off him. So sure. Uh, he went four innings, gave up three hits, one run, walked two and struck out eight A's. He is looking okay. And once he gets, you know, his arm built up, he's going to be maybe not wholeheartedly in that NL Cy Young race because they got like Scherzer, DeGrom, uh, other pitchers that are also really good. So, but he'll be in like the top, let's say 10, because I, I am not paying attention to NL pitching too closely right now. And I got to say that the the big shot for Luzardo was the three-run homer off the bat of Carson Kelly. I said on Monday's podcast that uh, he's a guy to watch out for because he has been smoking the ball. And uh, he, again, mostly he, this is his first uh, home run, I believe, of the season. And he has four RBI. Three of those came on that swing of the bat. But he's been hitting for average. He's a good hitting catcher. And uh, he, he caught Luzardo and he made him pay for it. So, uh it's not like Luzardo had any more or less stuff than Chris Bassett did the night before, but uh, I think that the big difference was that Luzardo was able, or uh, Bassett rather, was able to work around some of the stuff that he did not have, some of the command that he didn't have. He, he allowed more walks, but he didn't give up that big three-run shot, and that was kind of the difference between Luzardo and Bassett on Monday and Tuesday. 
So right now it feels like the next step in Luzardo's evolution is going to be not having those big blow up innings and not giving up a bunch of runs early and then hopefully rebounding. It's going to be working around the mistakes and then eventually uh, working the mistakes out of his game. Uh, so I think that that's what we want to start seeing is he can get into trouble. He can have trouble locating and stuff, but get out of the innings just like Chris Bassett was doing. And I think that that's the difference between those two uh, right now. Luzardo has better stuff than anybody in this rotation, but he's got to start getting the results as well. The radio broadcast was talking about, uh, you know, when Mike Fires comes back, somebody's going to have to leave the rotation and kind of implying that it could be Luzardo. And I don't think that that's the case because uh, Luzardo is the star child. But maybe, you know, like when uh, the A's DFA'd Liam Hendricks, put a fire under him, he came back, he became the best reliever in baseball for two years. So maybe uh, giving Luzardo, you know, a couple of starts in the minors would reinvigorate him or they're not going to DFA him by any means, but uh, giving him a, a, a little breather, a little chance to reset, work on some stuff uh, where it's not on a big stage. Maybe that is something, maybe they're onto something. I don't know that I would do it necessarily, but if they do, I could see that being the reasoning uh, behind that is trying to get him back on the right track because he has struggled mightily in his first three starts so far this year. His ERA is currently 831 and sure the first two have been uh you know astros dodgers but he's supposed to be you know the ace in waiting and he hasn't quite gotten there yet so uh we'll see what happens with him i guess and I got one quick note on the A's rotation before I send it over to break. And that is that uh, they, they did a little bit of a rotation swap because they got the off day on Wednesday. So they are moving uh, Cole Irvin to the eventual, basically the fifth spot in the rotation is basically what they're doing. They're reshaping the bullpen or the uh, the rotation just a little bit, uh, giving him an extra few days of rest, actually, because he's been off since last Thursday. Um, but they're moving Manaya up. He's going to be starting on Thursday, this Thursday. And then you got Montas on Friday. Cole Irvin's going to be starting on Saturday against Casey Mize. So that should be fun. That should be a, a good, good game. And then Chris Bassett is the scheduled starter for the A's on Sunday. And then, uh, so basically the pitching matchups will be Manaya versus Tariq Skubal, another talented, talented young pitcher from Detroit. Then you got uh, Montas and Jose Urania. That should hopefully be a winnable game, especially if Montas is on his game. And then you got uh, Urban and Mize, as I mentioned. And then Bassett and Boyd. That should be a fun one. Uh, Matt Boyd is an interesting guy. You never know what you're going to get from him. Sometimes he's going to be the ace and shut you down, and sometimes he's going to give you three innings and give up like seven runs. So uh, it, it should be a, a winnable series. The, the Saturday one is a little bit of a question mark right now. And another question mark that I have right now is uh, Cole Irvin has gotten up in the bullpen the last two games in, in Arizona, and one of them was an emergency situation because they weren't sure if Chris Bassett was going to be lifted from the game when he took that awkward swing. Uh, so obviously that makes a lot of sense right there. But he also got up and started throwing in Tuesday's game. And um, I, I'm curious, is, is there a a move in the works right now? Are they going to be bringing up Mike Fires? Is he ready? I don't think he is. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. And maybe Cole Irvin's actually just going to be in the bullpen now. And uh, he'd be another welcome addition in that bullpen. He has experience pitching in relief. And uh, if he does get moved to the bullpen, then I would assume that uh, Jordan Weems would be the odd man out. Uh, he is going full lefty in the uh, in the pitching situation. So that's all that I got from for you guys from Tuesday's game. The A's have now won five of their last six games. They are now five and seven on the season. And this time last week, 
they were 0-6. So it has been a very, very big turn of events in Oakland. Uh, as we said, it might be. Uh, let's see if they can get to 500 by the end of the week by taking three out of four from the Tigers. That's all they got to do, three out of four from the Tigers. But anyways, coming up on the show, I'm doing a deep dive on Diolas Guerra and uh, how big of a bullpen piece he can be if one pitch seems to be working out for him. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still have their original 12 flavors. Today, I know raspberry is usually the one that I go for, but today, mint brownie is the contender. That's the one that I'm looking at. They still have toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie. Peanut butter brownie is also really good too, if, uh, if I'm feeling frisky. Uh, and all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. And all of their bars are built for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. All you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow us wherever you like hearing podcasts. Make sure to leave us a rating or a review if you can. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into Dio Lasguerra. Uh, I, I know that he's not a very big name, and if you're not paying attention, you probably haven't heard of him, but let's talk about him. So far this season, he's pitched five innings, including Tuesday's three uh, in Arizona. He's given up two hits, one run, and struck out seven. He is looking very, very solid out of the bullpen and a length option too, which is something that if the bull or if the uh, the rotation is not giving you innings, he is a great piece to have the way he is pitching right now. And that one run that he gave up was the first batter that he faced as a member of the Oakland A's. It was in Thursday's game last week against uh, Jose Altuve. He got a hold of a slider. Altuve took him deep and. I'm going to say Crawford boxes on that one. I don't know. I, I haven't looked up the metrics on that one. I'm just going to say Crawford boxes doesn't count. So really, he has a zero ERA in five innings, if you think about it. But today, I saw a little bit of a change in his pitch usage. In that game uh, against the Astros, he only threw a couple of sliders, probably because he gave up a home run on one of them to his first batter faced, and he went on to pitch two more innings that, that game. So he likely did not have a great feel for his slider, but in Tuesday's game against the Diamondbacks, he threw eight sliders, which again, not a huge amount. He threw 44 pitches total. So that works out to 18% of his pitches were sliders on Tuesday. And those sliders, uh, he threw eight of them. He got five swings on them and four whiffs. That is a huge swing and miss rate. So if he's locating his slider, it is very hard for players or for batters to square that one up. Maybe 
maybe Altuve got lucky on a bad slider. But if he's throwing the one that he showed on Tuesday, I think that that could be a big difference maker for him in Oakland. Last season and, you know, in other years, he's only thrown like 7% sliders. So 18% is a big jump. And if he's getting swings and misses like that, on top of the swings and misses that he's getting on his changeup, he threw 10 changeups. He got six swings, five whiffs. Again, Five whiffs on six swings, really good. Four whiffs on four swings with the slider, really good. So if he has two swing and miss pitches and his changeup and his fastball actually have very similar spin rates where it's hard to tell which one's which. So you can mess with the hitter's timing with those. Um, and that's why I think his changeup is so effective is because of the, the rotation of the baseball coming to the plate. So he could... I'm excited about Diolis Guerra right now. And after that that outing on Thursday when uh, the A's ended up losing that game 6-2, I said, I know that he gave up that home run, but he gave the, the A's length, and that might be something that they need. And now I'm seeing more StatCast data, and it's looking as though he could be lethal coming out of this bullpen. If he's only giving up a couple of hits in five innings, and he's striking out a bunch of guys, and he struck out seven in five innings, he could be a nice late inning piece for the A's. Maybe he could be like a, a early version of Josh Hader. I know that he, this is five innings that I'm getting very excited, but uh, he could be like the seventh and eighth inning guy if somebody's not feeling well. Or you could pair him with, you know, Cole Irvin or another pitcher from the left side uh, in the rotation or Sean Manaya. And just pair him up, get five innings from one, get two or three out of uh, Diolis Guerra, and then all of a sudden you're in the ninth inning and you can go Lou Trevino or Jake Diekman. Lou Trevino, if uh, th that's what the lineup calls for, but you could also go Jake Diekman if you want to because you could go lefty, righty, lefty, and keep uh, changing the where the eyes are uh, for release points from the opposing batters. Diolis Guerra could be a huge key for the A's this season if he continues to pitch like this. I'm very excited. I know, again, small, small sample size, but uh, it looks like he's throwing his changeup a little bit more. If he's throwing a slider a little bit more, that could be great. Maybe move away a little bit more from his sinker and his, uh, his curveball. So we'll have to get more data on him, but this is what I'm seeing so far is if he's throwing that slider 18% of the time, uh, it might be because he had a good feel for it today because he didn't throw it a whole bunch in his first outing, but maybe that's the hope for him in Oakland is focusing more on that slider, getting more swing swings and misses or weak contact also works. Turn him into a double play pitcher. That'd be fine. Just inning, inning, double plays, bring him in inning, inning, double plays, and he strikes out the side in the next inning and then, and then he's done. That would be wonderful. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more out of Diolis Garrett moving forward. Um, and so we'll, we'll wait until we get more stat cast data. But right now, my hopes are very high on him. Uh, he's making guys look foolish out there. And I, I know that it was the Diamondbacks today and they're not, you know, a great team, but they have some good bats. They put up five runs on the A's two games in a row. So uh, they can score, but just not against Diolis Guerra. So uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about Jake Odorizzi's first start with the Astros, but mostly I'm focusing on the Tigers because they are the A's next opponent. And also Matt Boyd started that game. So let's see which Matt Boyd we're getting uh, when they make the trek over to Oakland. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. 
NBA's in full swing, hockey's going, baseball is hot right now. You want to place your bets on baseball, you go to betonline.ag, but they also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it is the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up just head on over to the website at betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on and that is why everybody's saying that bet online are your online sportsbook experts be a waiver wire winner with the locked on fantasy baseball podcast it is a daily fantasy baseball podcast clever naming on that one and it is hosted by veteran fantasy analyst scott cullen who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and the waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins uh i'm 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 struggling with who to get on the waiver wire right now and he has been helping me uh very very much so he can help you guys too all you got to do is follow the locked on fantasy baseball podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts and with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow us wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, leave us a rating and a review if you can. And also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into this Tigers and Astros game. Uh, it, it was a fun one if you're an A's fan. Yet again, the Tigers won 8-2 in Houston. And again, A.J. Hinch returning to Houston for the first time, and he is not making a great case for not being involved in the banging scheme whatsoever because his Tigers have put up 14 runs in two games in Houston so far, and it feels like he was the epicenter of this now. I, I felt like uh, he, he got a raw deal before, and now I'm like, no, he did the whole thing by himself because his team, his current team, is destroying the Houston Astros, and... uh Boy, that's a shame. You hate to see it, don't you? Um, this was also Jake Odorizzi's first start with the Astros. And, uh, well, he, he was supposed to be really, really good. And he wasn't. He went three and a third innings pitched, gave up seven hits, five earned runs, struck out four. He gave up three home runs in three and a third innings. You hate to see that, too. The Tigers hit five home runs overall in the game. And uh, Matt Boyd, who's going to be starting opposite Chris Bassett on Sunday. So so his stat line kind of matters in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Casey Mize yesterday, or two days ago as you're listening to this, uh, shut down the Houston offense. He'll be facing the A's on Saturday. Today, or as you're listening to this yesterday, uh, Matt Boyd went six and two-thirds innings, gave up six hits, one run, walked one, struck out four. He's going to be giving you, around, or the Tigers, around 100 pitches. So if the A's can work on his pitch count, I think that might be the best way to get him out of the game sooner because he can give the Tigers around seven innings. He's entered the seventh both times in his last two starts. Um, and that is not something that you want to face if you're the ace you want to get into that bullpen they have some good arms but it's not a very deep bullpen i don't think so uh, i'll look into it deeper for friday's episode but I, I think that you can get to this tigers bullpen and that's what you want to face you don't want to face uh Tarek scoobal for too long you don't want to face casey mize for too long jose urania you're a little bit less worried about because he's not great but everybody the other three starters that are going this weekend those are the guys that you don't want to face you want to face that bullpen and that's where the a's made their bread and butter last year and also in uh to yesterday's game against uh, the diamondbacks you you want to face that bullpen 
take them out and then you're doing fine for the rest of the series. So if they can get to one of these pitchers early in the series, I think that uh, they have a good shot at winning three out of four, which is what they need to go 500 by the end of the week. And uh, that's what I that's what I predicted they would do last weekend. I was like, even before they finally won that third game, I was like, they're going 500 by the end of what is now this week. So Sunday, hopefully they will be 500 if they win three out of four. Uh, offensively for the Tigers, Akil Badu, I, I mentioned him, you know, just because the A's had a, a bad first weekend. They went 0-4 against the Astros. And I was like, hey, here's an uplifting story. Akil Badu, former Rule 5 pick. That was a really cool thing that he did on Sunday. You know, he had, he had a home run on the first pitch that he saw. And now uh, he's in the lineup every day. And he went 2-4 for four with a solo home run. He's hitting 391 with a 14.43 OPS. And he's a friggin' beast. So, uh... I, I praised him before, and now I am terrified of him coming to Oakland and tearing that thing down. The A's, I, I don't mind him tearing the Coliseum down. I, I want there to be a backup plan for where are the A's going to play the rest of their games. Once Akil Badu leaves it in ruins, that's what I'm worried about right now. Uh, the other four homers, you had one from uh, Nomar Mazar. He went the opposite way. It was a cheapie because of the Crawford boxes. So uh, thanks, Houston engineers, on that one. Renato Nunez hit another home run. Good for him, former A, Renato Nunez, and then uh, Wilson Ramos, he hit two of this game. Those were his fifth and sixth home runs of the season. Haven't checked, but uh, that might lead the majors right now because five was the mark two days ago. Uh, so he has he has six now. Wilson Ramos, he's like their cleanup hitter. Good for him. Um, also, just side notes for the Astros, uh, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and Michael Brantley were all pulled. Brantley wasn't feeling great, I guess, so that was not a big issue, but after the game, Dusty Baker uh, told reporters that Altuve and Bregman, he was trying to save their legs. Uh, Bregman, just because he has bad legs, apparently, and he, he needs rest when he can get it, and Altuve said that his legs had been tired, and uh, we are, what, like 12 games into this season right now? It's too early to be feeling, like, exhausted right now. I know that he's played in every game, but... Uh, these are the guys that you need if you are Dusty Baker. And so taking them out of the game makes a lot of sense, obviously. But it, if you're a Houston fan, that's got to be a little bit terrifying, right? Because if they're already kind of starting to break down and they're losing 8-2 to two the, to the Tigers and 6-1, to one, I think, was the score last night, um, that's not great. You don't want to lose to the Tigers so decidedly. I know that they came out and beat the A's real good in that first series, but then they haven't really done much since. They are 6-5 and five currently, and since that 4-0 start, they are now 2-5. and five. Not a great look for your guys if you're an Astros fan. So uh, I love to see it because <laughs> my mentions were not fun for that first weekend. And now I'm feeling a lot better, a little chestier. I know that the A's are only five and seven, but I'm feeling better. I'm getting some swag back. I'm doing my little Ric Flair thing with my shoulders as I'm recording this. Hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyways, that is it for me today, you guys. I talked to Miller Chain Thomas of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast already. Uh, so we have a nice little crossover coming for you guys tomorrow. Just talking about uh, the series as a whole from his perspective and some, I asked him some Diamondbacks questions like, hey, can you trade Cattell Marte and Steven Vogt to the A's? That would be lovely. Uh, so tune in for his answer to that. But that is it for me today, you guys. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.